Here's a space, a space so powerful it allows an ordinary fan to share a chair with the owner of a team, a platform where supporters understand intricate details of players' rights, a setting that bridges the gap between the dressing room and the grandstand, a space where tactics meet opinion, transfer news meet gossip, and the VAR system meets social media, a space for the football tribe. Le Coco, la space. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're about to go live on air, and we do have our chairman on the other line. Clinton is about to join in. Clint is about to join in, and we about we're going to have this chat, have this discussion that we had started a couple of weeks back. If you remember well, um, we had started on a topic where we were discussing contracts in the lower leagues, and it went on to become a topic that has taken a different direction. So I'm going to ask you to be just a little bit patient. And while we connect, oh, I see Clint is in the space. Um, Clint, you know what to do. Um, bottom left, I do have the chairman on the line. So let's get this conversation started so that I can start with uh, the intros and we carry on with the, with the topic. All right, um, Clint has requested and Clint is going to be part of the speakers right now and we are going to be continuing with the conversation it's a very important conversation that we're going to be have uh my check one two clint how are you okay let me try that again my check one two clint how are you sure coco how are you Great i'm all right i'm all right my brother um it's going to be another discussion um that we you know, we've been eagerly anticipating. Um, remember, we where we left off last time, and we were we felt on the need to try and delve deeper into this conversation, especially with regards to lower league teams, because that's where that's where the problem is, and that's where a lot of misinformation is. And I'd like to thank you one more time for availing yourself. Now, thanks for having me. Um, thank you for the opportunity talk about football and greetings to everybody on the space and the chairman of Tondo on the other side of the line. Yeah, we do have the chairman on the other side of the line. Uh, I am going to give him a chance to greet the listeners because, and I've been looking forward to having him on the space and he's like, no, 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 are you sure this conversation wants me, this conversation needs me? And I was like, yeah, no, chairman, uh, this is the conversation that, that really, really needs you. Uh, Mr. Chairman, how are you? And uh, you may, you're more than welcome to greet the listeners. Um, good evening, the Coco. Good evening to Power FM listeners and good evening to Clint. Clint. All right, so Clint, we, we, we have you. Um, and just to give a bit of background where, where we were, um, there were issues that were raised with regards to to, to, to players, uh, players that are having contracts. And we've seen latest developments, especially with uh, others moving on and going on to, to get uh, pro contracts. And the, just to have a quick recap, 
for the sake of the listeners and for the sake of the people that were not listening in on 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 the conversation last time can one have a clause or a valuation clause for a player that's playing in the lower leagues um that's the contract is the contract obliged to have you that clause is can are you allowed basically to 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 have that with with the lower players because we we know with the with the pro players that is more than welcome you 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 can't do that then look okay uh, can you please just repeat the question for me just so I'm, I'm clear on what all right so just yeah let me just clarify the question because I was a bit I was a bit long winded there so we've seen um with we, you we know with pro players there's there could be a, there's a release clause there's a release clause that we see that you can insert a clause that says if player a if a team wants to buy player a moving to a certain team they have to initiate that release clause but we don't know whether it's it's possible with the lower leagues especially bearing in mind that they sign a season to season contract is that possible is that something that you can insert um, and just for the sake of the conversation that we had because i know it's something that we touched on last time but we haven't moved on uh, in, in in terms of encompassing it holistically with the lower leagues can one have a release clause especially bearing in mind that contracts are one season well thanks to coco um i think the the question really lies in how the answer lies in how you 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 set out the qu- the question really because like i said last week there are two types of players in football you have two statuses for football players in south africa one and globally and those two statuses of the players are an amateur and a professional player and like i mentioned last week a professional player is not necessarily defined in terms of where they are playing but they actually defined in relation to how much money they are making out of playing football now legally speaking when you you look at the definition of a professional player you you realize one that a player can be professionalized at a level before in South African terms the PSL and the NFT right which is where we understand professional players to really reside so looking at the football regulatory structure when we speak about a lower league and speaking about what we understand to be a semi professional league in our country being the ABC most of the league regulatory speaking it is possible for one a club to professionalize a player at ABC level but of course there are risks linked to that because as we discussed when a player before the age of 23 signs a their first professional contract then the club that signs them is liable to pay to pay development compensation but to answer your question um precisely it is possible to professionalize a player at abc multiple level and therefore insert a clause in the player's contract that um should they leave you would be entitled to a fee but of course that is conditional upon the fact that it cannot expire at the end of the season so it can be a season to season because then mm-hmm. if the if, if the con- if the clause is in a contract that has expired then you cannot enforce that clause so it's just how the club would structure that contract one way would be to sign players for lo- on longer periods 
um, at a lower level and sign a contract with them and professionalize them. But then you have to, being the first club that professionalizes the player, you have to pay development compensation. And I think, let me bring in the chairman now because okay, we, we have a bit of a background in terms of where you are as a team and, and what position you find yourself. But before we go into the issues of, of, of you now having to have contracts and, and you having to tie in players, let me find out from you, Che, how difficult or easy of a process is it for you to try and source players? And where do you predominate? Without giving away a lot of secrets, obviously, but where do you then try and source or scout most of your players? I think I've missed uh, a bit of your first question, but what I got from what you said is how, where do we get players, where do we scout them? Mm-hmm. But the first one, I, I've missed it if you can just assist so, with that one so that when I answer, I answer it properly. No, 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 I, most definitely I'll do that. So what I, what I want to find out, especially because I'm bearing in mind um, the challenges that you guys experience in the lower leagues, um, the question that I was just asking was, where do you sort most of the players? We, that's the question. And once I get to establish that, and once we find out what how the process works, then we can just go deeper into the costs and all the stuff that are involved. Okay. No, it, it differs from gaps to gaps. As Clint put it very clearly, that it doesn't stop other chairmen to professionalize players at our level. So some of us, we look for a raw talent. We go and start out tournaments uh, outside Gauteng, even in Gauteng, and we check the tournament, the young ones, and we see potential, and bring back to the team structures, and go through the development, and when they are ready, they can join our first team, which is a business of the team. And others, um, on other instances, you've got other players that played for your NFT level, and now they just want to try to, maybe things didn't go well at the NFT level, now they just want to start their career at APC Mutep and you still have such players that come through and, and yeah we check around some other players they move one team to another of course based on the team profile and okay now let's try and find out because we know that it's possible for you to have players for longer it's possible for you to have longer contracts but what are the costs? What are the risks implicated there? Because I can imagine it's it's, it's not easy running a a, fran- a franchise down there, and especially bearing in mind that you might not even have funds, you might not even have sponsors, you might not even have gate takings. Um, the costs implicated. Um, is it worth it having a team down there? Is it worth it even trying to have these players professionalize and have them give them longer contracts? Yeah, you. Actually, having a very, very deep conversation, and the question of is it worth it? Mm. I think if we look at it with the angle of development, because our level is more of development, mm. and we we are also driven by the profit promotional. We need to move from APC to 
NFD so that we can be on a professional structure. Mm-hmm. So on, on, on the point of development is that we we do not get any grants because it's a development under suffer. And it means then certain clubs, they have to pay players so that we can um, attract quality players if we've got the, uh, the, the aim to, to win promotion. So obviously you have to be prepared in terms of injecting a lot of capital in the project. So this project differs from, uh, from one team to another. So in our case, we are more interested in getting promotion. So therefore, we have to be prepared to inject more money in the project in order to attract good players that we must, we must be prepared to pay them every end of the month. So the question of is it worth it? Yes, it's worth it in twofold. One, at our level, we're giving a child a chance to develop and and realize their dreams of becoming professional players. Mm-hmm. So we're actually giving the platform to the players for artists who feel that as much as we spend a lot of money, but we are providing most of these uh, players chance to showcase their talent and realize their dreams of becoming professional players and ultimately their families change and their life change altogether. And then on the second fold, it's worth it because you have got that uh, objective or that vision of trying to reach the higher level of uh, participating in the professional league. So in that space, you will say it's worth it, it's worth a chance, it's worth the risk. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but overall, our league is it, it's categorized as development league. So therefore, if you come into that space, you must be prepared that you're prepared to develop. All right, now we have clarity. Let me bring back uh, Clint. Clint, the chairman is saying this: their league is, 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 is categorized as a development league. And this is something that we also highlighted the last time. But now I think the question that I could have missed in terms of asking it last time and seeking clarity was that, in the league being deemed a development league, um, can one, one, uh, you know, be in the position to say, I am going to try and claim as much as possible um, the development fees or whatever fee that I can get which, regards, which relates to development for from the players and, and, and bearing in mind that you might have a revolving door in a sense that you have a lot of players coming in and out um, throughout the throughout the years. Um, quite an interesting question. Um, like we discussed last week, there's a difference in how um, professional is defined within the SAFA statute, um, the first SAFA RTP and the NSL handbook. So from from an a SAFA, a pure SAFA level, one can argue that a player can be professionalized so you can claim um, what we would understand to be a transfer fee, right? But speaking of development compensation in particular, development compensation can only be claimed from the ages 12 to 23. 
but it's only for the 10 years between 12 and 21. So if the player now, depending on when the, the, the ABC multiple club, I, I think that's where the focus is. So for an ABC multiple club to be able to claim development compensation, it would be for the years that that particular player was at that ABC multiple league club before the age of 21, so until the age of 21. So if they sign that player at 18, it would be for the year 18, 19, 20, and 21. It would be, they can only claim development compensation for four years. And development compensation cannot be maximized because it should be calculated on a fixed fee. So you cannot maximize it in, in that. And that is why certain clubs may choose to professionalize their players at that level because they With a transfer fee, you can maximize your return. Whereas with development compensation, you can be you can maximize it. It's fixed. It's calculated based on whatever club you, the player is now moving on to before the age of 23. But if that player now moves on at the age of 24, it means you don't have any development compensation claim. Okay. Mm. Um, Dentist, yeah, can I, can, I, can I jump in? Yeah, yeah okay. carry on, carry on. Yes, uh, uh, Dentist is very, very, very strong. So, uh, I want to give you a typical example with Dondon Stars. We, we had a very great year last, uh, last season. Mm. And if you have checked, we have released, I think, to professional teams is plus and minus seven players. Mm. And on, on those seven players, because all our players, we did not pro- professionalize them as, as Dint told you, professionalizing them also comes with its own risk. Mm-hmm. So, also, of course, there's a content pros in the everything. But we did not, uh, what it calls, professionalize them. What we relied on them was the, that contract that suffers that when a player signed for one season, then they get more indebted to the team. So, for example, if a player signed with us during the season and play... Uh, I seem to be losing the chairman. Um, I'm going to try and get the chairman back online and we, 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 we can carry on with the conversation. Yeah, but then, just in... Just to have background and a bit of background, I'm going to try to reconnect with the chairman. I do apologize, ladies and gentlemen. And also, please do accept my apology with regards to, I don't know, my voice might be a bit funny today. But it's because I have been feeling under the weather. I haven't, I'm not 100%. And I was really contemplating uh, not having the space. But I said, uh, the convo has to carry on. Mushito uh, Tzolepe. So, Clint, this thing uh, of professionalizing as much as a, it's a risk and and and, and It, it, it kind of leaves the clubs short. They experiencing a bit of shortfall all the time. And I'm, and I, and I'm asking this question based on the fact that I'm kind of leaning to what, where the chairman was going and where the chairman was trying to, what, what he was trying to indicate to say um, he didn't have his players on, on, on the pro contract. Lukoko, did I lose you or... I, I don't know if you, you, you got me now. Are you, can you hear me? Am I 100%? I can hear you. I yeah. Hear, yeah, so, 100%. So, so I, I, I was asking and I said to you, look, um, with what the chairman was saying, and the chairman was indicating the fact that 
most of their players, if not all, because I, I will try and get back, get him back on the line for him to provide more clarity. It seems like teams in the NFD they losing um, with this with the with the development fee because he says he couldn't risk having players in, in in the professional contracts and and now they're in a position they were in a position where they had a lot of stars that they could have that that they sold um, bearing in mind that they had a good run in the NetBank Cup and now. Because he doesn't have the pro contracts, he finds himself in this position. So that's the that's the risk because it's a give and take, you know. Um, one, you can keep, you can un- make the players remain amateurs as they do um, at Dondo from the chairman, and the risk is that the only compensation you'd now become entitled to is if the player moves on to a professional club before the age of twenty three, because that's the cutoff. And the other risk is that player must have played for you before the age of 21. So if the player joins you at 22 and plays for the year 22 and 23 and moves on to a PSL club, you would you would still not be entitled to development compensation because development compensation is calculated from the ages 12 to 21. So the best way, you know, if, if we're speaking of maximizing development compensation would be for a club like Dondold campaigning in the ABC Super League to get the player registered with them at the age, you know, because that's the only way. So development compensation, mm-hmm. the, the, the longer the player spends at your club, the more you're entitled to, basically. So the question is, when can the clubs get the players? How long right. do they stay at the club? And whether that player will move on to a professional club before the age of 23. Because once the player turns 23, you could basically lost out on development compensation, even if that player goes and signs a professional contract at the age of 24. We do have the chairman back on, online. And Che, you were still explaining to us um, the risk involved in terms of not professionalizing the players. And we were also telling us about the run that you had last season, which saw a, a crop of your players performing and and, and moving, having to then move on. So you were still trying to explain to us in terms of where it is, what it is that you were able to leverage or try and get from from these players. Oh yes, thank you, Lukoko. Um, I kept on talking, not being aware that I'm actually cut. So I was saying, as clubs, we at amateur level, we actually powerless at the end of the season. So the players, the, the, like, if we do not professionalize your players, then you don't have any bargaining power. You just let it go. There's mm-hmm. nothing you can do. But then for the players that are uh, under 23, 23, and, and uh, you can try to get compensation, uh, development compensation. So I was saying, with regards to us, all our players were not, comp- were not professionalized. So few of them were above 24, which means uh, the the compensation development compensation fell off, and mm-hmm. those ones are under 23 are the ones that will try to claim for uh, compensation. But then in the same the, in the same thing, I think can confirm that in the in- same instant on that player, there are certain teams that might have that player from the age of 12 to the age of 19 before he joined Dondon. Mm. And then we take over from age of 19 to maybe 22. And that team can also now go at Super Sport United to say, mm-hmm. that player also, it is our player, 
yes, the proof of his uh, registration from this year, this year, this year, mm-hmm. this year, up until this date, which we don't know. So on that fixed amount, that's when uh, uh, the professional team will make a determination to say, on that amount that is fixed, how much can we give that other team and the other one? And Clint can confirm in this regard because that, that is their space. I was never been, been in that space, but what I do know is that even those other teams that were involved, that player, got the right to knock at the door to say, hey, we also belong in this table to get compensation, development compensation. Um, so that's what I'm saying on that one, it's, we actually do not get much on uh, out of it. So, yeah. Clint, uh, I'm seeing you, you You keep on giving me hundreds, um, so I'm, I'm assuming you're agreeing with the chairman. Do you want to add on to that? I, I fully agree with the chairman. So every club that the player was registered for between the years 12 and 21 is entitled to development compensation. So whatever amount that will be calculated as the development compensation, each club will get for that particular year. So if he spends two years at one club, that club will get for two years three years and another that club will get three years five years and another the other will get five years that's why i was making the point that you basically cannot really maximize development compensation unless of course you maximize the number of years that the players spend with your club so just so fully just, agree with the chairman. just to see clarity and, and maybe for for giving you know a, a broader understanding for people that might be listening in on the space and not 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 fully understanding if if i do have a team, say maybe I'm the chairman of Dondor and then and I have a player for two seasons, but the, this player spent the majority of his development at Lekoko FC. Um, do we then say, uh, if, if, for example, Supersport wants to pay 100 grand, they can now they say, okay, we because he's only spent two years um, at, 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 at Dondor and he's spent eight at Lekoko, so therefore 80 rand has to go to. Lekoko and then two, 20 bucks it will then have to go to Dondo. Yes, that's 100% correct. The one point is just that it's not for Supersport to want to pay how much because that number should be determined. That number, we should all know how much they have to pay. It's not that Supersport wants to pay this much, so that's how we're going to pay. It will be Supersport has to pay this amount and then 80 rand will go to the Coco, 20 rand will go to Dondo. All right, interesting. Uh, Mr. Chair, you wanted just, to add on to that? Yeah, just, just, just to add on that, um, you've given a good example to say, spent two years for, for um, two years at Dondo Stars, but five years at the Coco AC. And when we try to Uh, what you call the compensation amount. Yes. Donors, they also have the right to provide evidence to say in that period of time, these are the following things that were done to the players under his development. So that's when discussions come until when we come to that determination. It's, it's not entirely relying on number of years on the uh, spend the team. Also, other integrities during those years, what was happening? So it, it, it also comes in, in just to add on what is that. Mm-hmm. And thank you for that. Uh, Clint, let me bring you back uh, because you keep on mentioning this fee, this fee that is predetermined, this fee that we should know that how much it is. Um, 
that automatically propels me to then think look this fee is fixed for every player is the same fee for every single player is that true it should be true it should be true um the only difference is i don't think we know what that fee is within the south african space i think last week when we spoke when we when we issued international numbers we knew that when a player is moving from africa to europe to a european club this is what a european club would pay so if a player is moving from africa to south america this is what a mm. south american club would pay we don't seem to have that structure and i mean uh i think on the last base i'll see uh, said they she had access to that table i've not seen it um and i did request to see it but i've not seen it in, in a long time and that table should be should be um updated every year because what that table say is the aim is that the club the professional club that pays that signs the player must be able to pay what it would have cost that professional club to sign that to develop that player themselves so because develop it's cheaper development it's cheaper for other clubs for you to sign a player at the top when you did not develop that player so would say if like for example a Clinton FC is a category A club in South Africa being an elite club in South Africa and it would have cost me 100 rand a year to to develop a player or let me make an example that we know of right um i think there was an interview in the past few weeks where the chairman of Cape Town City said said it cost the club 100,000 per player you know in the development academy it cost per player it cost them 100,000 rand now how development compensation would be calculated if a player was to sign for Cape Town City would be 100,000 for a particular number of years therefore that 100,000 would now 100,000 times say for example 10 years would be a million right how will that million now be divided because if you calculate it for example on dondols um development cost unless it's over the 100,000 dondol then then it has cost Cape Town City lesser to sign this player as mm-hmm. compared to if they've developed it themselves so the cost of Dondo to develop that player may have been 100,000 but the aim of this structure is to compensate Dondo for doing the work that Cape Town City would have done which would have cost them 100,000 so they ought to pay 100,000 but now let me bring it here um this seems a bit I'll say unfair yes for the sake of 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 having of knowing where the players are especially if if in a in in, in a spot where rules and regulations have to form part but the fact that the the amount is predetermined doesn't that kind of short change you because I mean a player could have spent 8 years at Lekoko FC and 2 at Dondo but you would find that Dondo Dondo Stars has spent more in terms of developing this player they spend more in terms of the resources and taking this player's game i could have just had this player have him sit there and just idly um not doing anything not even playing matches for 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 that sake. yeah uh, i mean the coach just unfortunately that uh, but it gives you something because if you check that is under fifa 
is not suffer. Mm. If I'm the one that says uh, amateur team needs to be, and uh, if it goes on FIFA, they choose that the club needs to be compensated. But on suffer, suffer is absolutely quiet. I'll give you a typical example. Example is that suffer they are saying, let, let's just talk about ABCM because that's the highest uh, mm-hmm. level in terms of the development structure. So at, at, at ABCM uh, League, you know very well, uh, 8 out of 10, most of the players that are at ABCM if they go to the professional, they are ready to, to crack in there. Mm-hmm. So unlike player, uh, unlike certain level whereby the players are still pure and they're still very much under development. So, when someone says the player, you can only work with that player for that period, for one season, then on the day of signature, that player becomes to immediately that season end, that player becomes free again. That's where the suffer, I believe, the let down is most Because I'll give you a bigger example on a business the risks are very high for you to endorse all your professional contact of players by professionalizing them. In other words, now you have to endorse that contract and suffer and suffer has to agree to them and now the team become professionalized. But now, on top of that, you're not even getting any grant whatsoever. Now you're taking all the liabilities. So that's the most people do not do that. But those that are doing that, they know very well that it's the risk that should I sell this player that I can make money out of it. The player is by which contracted to us and got the right to move the price. So that those is another thing. But my 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 thing was to say and to suffer that uh Yeah, we've, we 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 losing the chair, um, but I think we're just hoping that he he's gonna come back. Um, Clint, look, um, before we 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 we, I'm gonna try and reconnect with the chairman, and I do apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we will have we will continue with this discussion. It's a very interesting discussion. Is it possible for for a player um, to for a club rather, not a player, for a club to say, okay? Yes, we've developed this player. Yes, we have. Um, we you have paid us the development fees, but can there be terms and condition within these development fees? Can I say uh, if this player goes on to make ten appearances, then you can pay me more, um, or five starts, or ten starts, and so on and so forth? And can it be dependent on them? Yes, they'll still be under the age of twenty-three, but can it be dependent on the fact that um, uh, their performance rather? Um, who, who, who am I negotiating on behalf of? That's very you, important. You, 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 you then, you then, we're going to be negotiating on behalf of the team, or oh, the team, the selling team. Not, I, I don't want to call it the selling team. Let me say the development, the developing team. Well, then, the, the the most appropriate way to do it would be to say, do not pay me my development fee. Um, right now, I don't want it, but I would like to have certain rights. Should the player then move on? and the certain rights could be a sell-on. It's just very difficult because we need to remember that development compensation is not a profit-making making mechanism. It's just to equalize the fact that you are working at grassroots level and clubs at professional level have an obligation to develop their own talent. 
So, if you are at a grassroots level and you do not have an elite level, right? It means clubs at pro level can always come and take your players. So, and if they can just come take your players for free, then there's no incentive for you to continue developing players. Two, and if we don't make the clubs at professional level pay that fee, there's no incentive for them to develop the players because they could just have a club at a professional level and sign development players from all these other clubs without the cost of developing their own players because that's a cost that affects clubs. You know, clubs clubs that have some clubs close down their development uh, academies just so they can have more money within the system. So it's a it's a it's a compensation regime. It's not a profit making regime. It's just to equalize to say it would have cost the club like Cape Town City hundred thousand per year to develop this player. Now Cape Town City must pay that very cost to the club down there. So if you wanted more than that, then you have to take the rest of the developing club and say, don't pay me the hundred thousand. I'm fine. But this player is bound for greatness. When this player moves on, I will be entitled to a particular percentage one. That's the first point. But FIFA and SAFA also have what we call a solidarity payment. Now, how a solidarity payment works is if a player moves on a transfer, so moves before the end of the contract and a transfer fee is paid, any time in their career, so whenever, until they retire, at any point in their career, if they are sold to another club, all the development teams that develop that player between the ages 12 to 21 are entitled to a cut of 5% of the transfer fee. So when a player moves from one country to another country, the transfer fee that is paid, the buying club has an obligation to hold on to 5% of that transfer fee. And that transfer fee will go down to all the development players. So there are two de- there are two compensation mechanisms. One is the development compensation mechanism that happens at the start. And there's a solidarity mechanism that happens throughout the player's career. But that player cannot move on a free transfer for you to be entitled to that money. And has to move to a different country. So those are the two requirements. Move to a different country and you must be bought. Um. Ladies and gentlemen, you are still listening in on Likoko, and I hope that you are taking notes because this is a very interesting topic. A lot of twists and turns, and but a lot it's it's informative. A lot of things we took for granted, and we are learning. Uh, Chairman, I hope I still have you back on the line. You you were explaining, you were about to give us your plea to 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 suffer rather and say what it is that yes, you would like from suffer. And I do apologize for my line, man. Um, we, are, uh, we do understand. Not have coverage. Yeah, no cheating, no cheating. Sorry, man. I apologize. I was saying, and I, I just got Mr. Glenn busy uh, alluding uh, the fact that we really uh, will give a positive to the teams at our, uh, at our level, at our lower level. Mm-hmm. But my plea is simple. Um, uh, the Gogo. What is threatening is that what I was saying is to say on that one-year contract that the players are signing by just registering with the team, at the end of the season, if you are to say that player is free agent, fair enough, is free agent, only if that player is joining teams at the amateur level, that player would be free agent. Should professional team come and knock for that player, 
by default there has to be some discussion mm. on the basis of you cannot make him to be free agent. So that way, Sapphire is trying to cover and protect its own teams that are not compensated for developing. Because as we are, we are assisting Safa to develop players because it is supposed to be the mandate of Safa to develop. But the chairman has taken over to assist Safa to develop players at the grassroots level. So what we are saying is, every thought on your child, that contract to say, should, should end of the season, the player, I mean, a PSL team or NFD team come and knock at the episode with the team. There must be some discussion. What? The club must have the right to have a, 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 a sell-on clause to say it's fine. That player you can give, you can send that player, but that because we cannot leave him as free as he is, we are we are saying this boy is destined for great things from how we were working with him. So for this player, if you are to take him to another team or another country or any transfer, we are we we are we 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 want to play. 25%, 20%, 15%, whatever the discussion of of, 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 of that transfer. And at least you are having stability for your gap. I'm an ex-staff. But then in a situation whereby it's a APCM team to APCM team or APCM team to SAPT, all the match level, then that's when we exercise that, that that player must be free. Because now we cannot stop that player to move from teams after a season because he's at the level. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, he did indicate that the network is failing him, but we got the gist of what he's saying. Clint, is it possible? Um, can we have a clause that says, should a professional team come knocking? Yes, we do understand that they're free, but in a case that would that would that then have to be a clause inserted in the contract, or would then have to be a rule that would, that is made by Safa as the governing body? So look, it's a it's a it's a regulation nightmare, and I say it's a regulation nightmare because the first question you have to answer, and it's one of the questions that I closed the space asking last week, is if you're saying a professional player is free to move as and when they choose to move, so a player can move at the end of their contract for free, right? That's the standard position. Mm-hmm. Why should I, who's playing? at a lower level probably not remunerated as a professional be required that it, it be more expensive to sign because you must remember top clubs or football clubs generally are in the business of acquiring the best talent for the cheapest price right mm. and that being so it means you're going to say Clinton Patello who's moving from Baroka FC who University of Pretoria at the end of his contract is a free agent he can move for free but El Professor who's moving from Vert University in the ABC Multiple League to Baroka FC cannot move for free they are both 24 what's your justification for that mm. and I've also raised this point even with the development compensation regime that from a player perspective from a club perspective I understand it from a player perspective we are now saying players above the age of 23 
can be free agents right because at the end of my contract I'm, I can move for free yeah. we accept it but a player that is 22 can never move to a professional club for free it will never be for free mm-hmm. which therefore means as a club if i have the option to sign two players of the same quality and one is 22 and one is 24 i will sign the 24 year old because he's cheaper now what development compensation does and i'm just speaking generally because it's it's development compensation is a regulatory nightmare generally it means it's more expensive to sign a player under the age of 23 because that player can never be for free Uh, mm, I get you. I get you. Yeah. And so no, from no, a no, player no, perspective, me... development compensation is worrying because there's something else. But I would say, I mean, if I was to come up with a brilliant solution, not saying it is the most brilliant, but I would say to equalize the playing field, I would say any player that signs their first professional contract must pay development compensation across the board, whether you sign it 18, whether you sign it 30, across the board. I think everyone must pay the development compensation because there's a bit of unfair advantage to players over the age of 24 over the age of 23 as compared to players below the age of 23 no. mm. I, i i hear what you're saying and and, and Clint, let me stick with you and just ask you this question then and i know maybe i might be moving a bit i might be moving a bit on a tangent but let me just ask you this question now is the reason why what you mentioned now and the age factor and the player having being 20, over 23 and being free could it be the reason why we see most of our players um blooming late uh, or, or or seeing players that would then make their debut at age 25 26 um is that the reason why we could be having late bloomers in the PSL that is my question sure um i i i, I wouldn't yes and no because i don't have the facts to say whether clubs really do consider that to everyone in the country is generally complaining that they cannot get that development compensation so it doesn't appear that the clubs are are refu- are, are paying that development compensation and i don't have facts before me to suggest that clubs are not signing players before the age of 23 because they don't want to pay development compensation you know so th- i can't say that but it could be because i would say if i was running a club and i'm faced with this situation where i have to pay this lump sum to clubs for a period of 10 years mm-hmm. it may make especially when i mean when we're talking about a brilliant talent then sure i can pay that amount and i know i'm gonna sell on that's fine You know, but um, when we're talking about what um, I would regard as a service player being a player that you're going to sign to play for your club and basically maintain your status, not an asset player, which is a player that you're signing to answer, you know, um, I may be inclined to sign a service player that's over the age of 24 because one, he has better experience. The risk associated to that player is fairly less and I don't have to pay a transfer. Because it's similar to asking a club whether they would like to sign players only on a free or pay transfer fee. 
and we know how that discussion has been going within the South African state because there are clubs that have previously adopted a free transfer only player and that speaks to the quality of the players that they've signed you know Barcelona currently is also implementing uh, was recently implementing the same where they were signing a lot of players on free transfers because they couldn't buy so yes and no um it may play affect uh, a role but i'm not i don't have the facts to say yes it does because there's just no no evidence in that regard and 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 Clint, before i go to the chair let me let me just try and poke holes into because i'm thinking of the brilliant solution that you then would offer to to this problem that we're facing but then i'll ask that yes if you're saying that if a player is 23 and above you still would then be required to pay this development fees then my question would be one when does it stop do you only pay it once off after they 24 two does it then not disadvantage teams like your dondo because um Dondol stars would then also be relying on getting other players that have played maybe in the professional leagues before to try and boost their chances of getting into into pro because they want people with experience would then not pro- force them to pay the very same development fee that you are talking about and would it then not disadvantage them as teams that don't necessarily have the funds no lukoko because Remember development fee is only paid for training the players between the age 12 to 21. So it's only for those 10 years. So we want money to be paid to the clubs that have trained the player for those for those 10 years. Now, we are saying the first issue is this. The first issue is that a player development compensation cuts off at the age of 23, right? One we already know a club like Dondol does not professionalize their players at that level right so they are not they are not they are not liable to pay development compensation right so currently the system says if a player is 23 you and signs their professional contract they can claim development compensation you must pay development compensation but if that same player is 24 nobody gets money no one mm, mm, mm. the system has failed this player basically is not worth development compensation so i'm saying it shouldn't stop there for as long as this player has never touched the professional football when this player touches professional football bit at 23 24 27 or 30 the 10 years between 12 and 21 must still be paid for no money for those years for any player that touches professional football the money for that period should never be lost because once a player turns 24 without playing professional that money is lost mm-hmm. so think how do we protect that we protect that by saying for your first professional contract at whatever age you sign it those 10 years must be accounted for because those 10 years have played an integral role in you ending up at professional level and i'm assuming this this development fee that would be paid would then be a once off in in a sense that the first professional move that you'd be making that's it not moves after that yes it would be for the first professional move once off but remember there's still the solidarity solidarity mechanism which the same clubs would be entitled to 5% of your transfer fee when you move to a different country 
Um, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to get into the end of our space, and um, we do have the Dondol Stars chairman on the line. Well, we had, we just lost him now. He did apologize. Um, we are experiencing load shedding, so his network is a bit, it's not stable. We're discussing a, a topic that we had discussed before, and we felt the need to have a part two. We see players being developed, and in the, at the same time, we see teams that develop these players not being fully compensated for the work that they've put in. So we're trying to, one, have an understanding of what it is that's happening. Two, try and see if there's a way that we can move forward with regards to teams that develop these players being compensated. You're more than welcome to request and and pose your questions. If you can't, um, you can't put them on the timeline. I'll pass them on to the panel and we'll have we'll, we'll carry on with the discussion. So I'm opening officially opening the line. I know it's a bit late, but yeah, I do. I'm officially open, opening the lines. Uh, che, we. I think I have you back. I'm assuming I have you back. So let me let me just take this moment and say, you heard what Clint said. He's talking about players being eligible to still be to still charge that whole development fees even though they that they, they would have passed the age of 23 is that a solution that you think would then work as opposed to um what maybe you had proposed earlier on to say um that, that the players would would, would 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 then need to be paid either or Some, some bit of a buffer to 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 amateur teams. 
Mm. Yeah, um, in, interesting conversation indeed. Uh, Clint, look, you've summed it up nicely. You've been with us throughout the two episodes and you've given us insight that's very valuable. We can never take that for granted. Um, I am going to give you an affordable opportunity to give us parting shots because I know this conversation, yes, it still feels like it hasn't ended, uh, but we, uh, I would like for us to just wrap it up a little bit uh, because also you are providing solutions, which is what I like from, from your end. So your, your parting shot, Clint. So thanks, Koko. Um, thanks for having me. Firstly. I think we can talk development compensation, development um, and how development should be remunerated for the whole day because it literally ties up with the entire football structure. And if you don't have a strong development base, it means you will not have a strong elite level. Um, so just as a parting shot, I think it's just that one, we, I think we desperately need um, the mother body, Safa, to, to sort out the development compensation regime make it fully applicable in South Africa, make it, design it in a manner which feeds the development um, of our country, you know, and and, and and not just blindly follow what uh, FIFA is doing, you know, for example, we are not exporting enough. Because we are not exporting enough, it means solidarity payments a few clubs will ever get solidarity in payment, mm. you know, because mm. we're not moving our players abroad enough. Mm. Therefore, maybe consider also making a solidarity payment for in in PSL movement, because I mean, right now you have the School of Excellence closing down because there isn't mm, enough money flowing down to our development, you know. So we need we need to we need to come up with ways in which fund the development space, you know, and if the development space is funded properly, if players, the clubs that work with grass at grassroots level, are properly funded to make sure that their development level is a bit elevated to the right level, we will all benefit. We will all benefit as a country, and I think we need to find a way that one does not limit the ability of players to be signed at a younger age, um, below the age of 23. I think mm. we need to take care of the full development space because for me, it makes no sense as to why there should be a difference between a player signed at 24 and a player signed at 23. It just it was just an age chosen by someone somewhere one day and it made sense to them. But I don't think it makes sense today because now mm. it means NFD clubs in this day and age where they have to use a particular number of under 23 players they don't get enough money um, as compared to pro clubs have to be the clubs that are paying this development compensations down there and maybe that is part of the reasons why our clubs down there have to fight so much to get their development compensation pay lawyers a lot of money to litigate against those clubs that have more money than them and ultimately when you finally get your development compensation your entire money has gone to to lawyer fees so, yeah the, the the mother body needs to desperately sort the development compensation regime out so that we know what we're entitled to, we know how to claim because development compensation should be paid within 30 days in a smooth running system the player signs on the 1st of November, by the 30th of November I should have my development compensation but it takes years in South Africa 
Uh, I think Clint has summed it up nicely. Parting shots from your end? Uh, thank you once again for having us and thank you for, for the conversation. And we really appreciate it. For me, what, what, what I can say to our mother body, that is the custodian for development, do justice to a black child. I'll give you one example. At the moment, if you check the academy structures, the proper academies that are run in South Africa are only accessible by the players that their parents can be able to pay. Then you've got township areas where you've got Indisa, Mamelodi, I'll talk about Mamelodi because we are affiliates of Mamelodi. They run a development structure from under nine up to under 19. So in that space, that's where those black child, they are joining teams like Dondor Stars. We've got the other dating up to up, up to under 19. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about purely on the young one. So their parents there, they do not pay any cent because they cannot afford. But those ones that can go to the proper academy, proper development, with proper resources, proper fields, you can only go to tax University of Victoria, your other other well-known institutions uh, uh, that run academy. That's when the parents are able to get paid. But for that other player, that does not even the parents don't have money. They come and join the sisters. They train with triple because we don't get any funds to 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 fund those structures down down one. So we just have to subject those kids with triple because soccer ball. Because now at the first team we still need to have a disciplined uh, soccer ball because we need to prepare better there because the main aim there is to get a team to be promoted. But then we still try to have another uh, responsibility to assist those young ones that are coming. So the mother board is not doing justice to the grassroots development. We are only few players that get access to the proper development by proper coaches, by proper facilities. And if we do not go to township and upgrade all those uh, facilities and all those fields and try to, to, to give all those training equipment to those uh, coaches, men and women that are spending all their time for, for nothing on those young ones, we are not doing justice to this country. Development fee, we do not even talk about it. I don't know that I'm, 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 I'm talking for effect. We didn't even send anything to all those teams because we don't want that tedious process. We are just following, focusing on getting our teams be ready and go, not to exhaust our energy with this team. Because the same teams from the professional teams, they come with attitude, know very well that they get a player, the player family excited, they go for you, you will fight development fee until you even give up. Mm-hmm. If you do not give up, you have to engage lawyers. If you engage lawyers, you have to pay those lawyers to fight the people with money. So all I'm saying to mother body is to say, mother body must come on board, assist the next time. These, at the moment, development, development structures in South Africa are run by the chairman with their own pocket. The time when these chairmen get tired, that will be the end of our our, our de- complete for, end of our development in South Africa. At the moment, even a business, they are run by chairmen. And they're supposed to be supported by motherboard because that's the development. I don't want to talk about other lower, lower structures, but all we're saying is to stay. If we can have 
have a proper township facilities, proper development, proper training equipment that motherboard is providing to those teams that are providing development. That solidarity funds that Mr. Blink is talking about will come into, into the effect because at the moment we do not export nothing mm. because mm. players we do not produce more grassroots is compromised. So from where we are sitting, we say at the end, we say try to as a mother body, try to protect your 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 development team, try to incentivize the development, try to show that you do not uh, the chairman that the lower level, lower level they do not waste energy in this young team. Mm. Because at the moment it's not protected. Put more measures in place to protect so that should these players reach certain uh, professional at the age of 25, that those teams are still protected. Because at the moment, the mother board is relying on that clause from FIFA, and that's it. It ends there. They are not doing anything as the mother board. They have to say, the status quo in our country to take that we need to buffer. After 23, we buffer for the interest of our development team. Therefore, you are also, also encouraging other elements to come on board to assist with the development, and the next thing the country will be benefiting. But as, uh, as we speak now, the status quo is just for those with passion and those who have got ambition to reach professional promotional level and go to to to, to professional leagues. Thank you very much for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Che. Um, these are conversations that we need to continuously have. Look very up, uncomfortable. Look up, yes, up, yes, Clint. I, I, after this, I want to whisper something in Chairman's ear about this thing. Yeah. No, it's fine. Uh, Chairman, I'll connect you with, with, with Flint. Uh, we'll take it offline and then, yeah, and he can whisper something in your ear. No problem. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, um, thank you very much for taking your time and listening in. Next week, Thursday, we same same time, 7 o'clock, we're going to be having another robust discussion. I think it's time we have these ro- more of these robust discussions so that we can try and find out exactly and be informed as fans know what it is that's happening in our football. And when we know what it is that's happening in our football, we, we make more informed decisions when we have these football conversations at whether it be at taverns, whether it be in our streets, whether it be at home, but we have these informed conversations, and that is the primary objective of us having these discussions. Thank you for taking your time and listening in. You could have been anywhere else, and remember to treat the people that you love right. I love you all. Cheers, cheers.
to dance. And I just couldn't get it. So I refused to call her mother. I called her lady. And she accepted that. I learned that love heals. Not sentimentality, but love.
to dance. And I just couldn't get it. So I refused to call her mother. I called her lady. And she accepted that. I learned that love heals. Not sentimentality, but love.
to dance. And I just couldn't get it. So I refused to call her mother. I called her lady. And she accepted that. I learned that love heals. Not sentimentality, but love.
to dance. And I just couldn't get it. So I refused to call her mother. I called her lady. And she accepted that. I learned that love heals. Not sentimentality, but love. Thank you.